0: It's been a year that we won't forget for a very long time. And that said, I'm not going to dwell on it because I'm back with season five of the Bucket Seat podcast. I've had to explore a lot of different recording options that haven't been ideal through COVID, but I've come to embrace the sound of our voices through Zoom or Skype, given the circumstances. And I really hope that you can too. Much like all of us, I'll be back to the in-person interview format as soon as I possibly can. Okay. So I have a ton of really great guests lined up for this season, and I'm coming out of the gate with two gentlemen who sit very comfortably amongst the heaviest of YouTube's automotive hitters, Thomas and James from Throttle House. Now I've watched a ton of their content and I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface. They have hundreds of videos, millions of subscribers and nearly hundreds of millions of video views and their content is quality. They're really funny. They've got great chemistry and most importantly. They really know their shit. I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. I'm Trevor Byrne. This is the Bucket Seat Podcast, and we're finally back with another season for you. Enjoy. Do it. Okay. So good afternoon, gentlemen, and welcome to all of our listeners. Today, I'm pleased to be able to welcome two guests onto the show who review cars of all sorts, putting them through their paces on the track, feeling them out on road tests, and as I suspect the internet to love, they run head-to-head drag races of almost all imaginable variations. They do it all online, and they have an incredibly popular YouTube channel that documents all of their vehicular experiments. They are James Engelsman and Thomas Holland of Throttle House. So welcome to the show, guys. Hey, thanks How for nice. having us. Okay, so guys, I, I'd love to know if you can give me a bit of a background um, on kind of genesis for Throttle House. So um, kind of when did you start uh, and why did you start it? We'll start with those two questions.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I think that the it's, it's there's two sides to it. There's straight up like two portions of Throttle House in my mind. There's the There's the pre-James and the 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 James, the current James
2: Yeah, BJ and AJ. Yeah. (laughs) Before
1: James. Yeah. Yeah. So so I, I, I started the channel. It wasn't called, it was called eat. This is a horrible, I'm sorry, everyone. It's called E 46 reviews with TH. That's a mouthful. And I don't know how or why I landed on that channel name, but yeah, it's that's, that's what it's called. And It was basically just me (laughs) fixing my BMW in, uh, in my driveway. Um, Mm -hmm. because it was always broken and still is. Uh, but, uh, then i you know i did some car reviews um i did some other stuff uh i i started doing more kind of like filming of new cars and then a little bit down the road james kind of knocked on my door basically and then and then we kind of like completely rebranded everything was different moving on into the future it was james and thomas
0: yeah it's amazing when did when did that
2: happen
1: what year are we talking james when did that
2: 18 happen? uh september 2018
1: 2018 yeah that's, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. So exactly.
2: we, we've been we've been chugging along kind of full throttle now for two years. Pun intended. Wow,
0: that's uh, yeah. yeah Pun intended is right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay, I, I I had no clue, and I'm glad I asked that question. Um, so how did you guys how did you guys know each other then, or how did you how did you meet? How did that that uh, the prolific door knock um, he, happen? He, he
1: he creepily messaged me on Instagram. Basically, oh, no, so what
2: happened was don't don't <laughs> let Thomas paint it a picture where he's like the the golden goose here. Um, essentially, I, I came from a, a marketing slash media background, and I I've, I guess I, I did entrepreneur stuff since the beginning of university. I'm actually a university dropout. How's that? Um, and yes. I was in between preneurs. Um, is that, right. ac- did you just make that? In between preneurs, that's amazing. I was in between preneurs, right? <laughs> I know people think that's code for unemployed, but those people are right. Um, <laughs> and I was in my, I was basically sweatpants, pizza, and overwatch for a year and a half. Don't, no, James, it wasn't overwatch. Be honest with the, What were you. Okay, playing? it was Fortnite. <laughs> it was Fortnite, yeah. <laughs> it was Fortnite, but you know what? Like, I'm proud. I had some fun. Um, anyway, and I was, I was always, I was into cars um, and... Uh, as just a enthusiast and as a buyer and i was watching a lot of car youtube and and at the time i was trying to figure out what the next thing was and this wasn't actually it i was just like okay something to fill the time this guy thomas is is he's got a good narrative voice and and he knows his cars but he doesn't know how to build a channel like and not that i'd ever built a youtube channel before but i'd built up similar communities and similar similar type of things like same skill sets and uh yeah no, so, so he messaged
1: me and he's like he's like you're great but you also suck at the same time and i can help basically
2: <laughs> what Initial, a pitch what initially
1: a pitch. yeah initially he was he didn't you didn't even want to be on camera and then i and then i uh we 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 I still hung don't.
2: out <laughs> <laughs> my mom says i got a face for radio
1: yeah you do uh we, we we were just kind of hanging out we hung out for a while we went to a car meet and a couple stuff and then a, co- a couple things and i was like you know what i feel like this guy would be would be pretty funny on camera I had a hunch, and that's so such we, a
2: bullshit retelling of the story. Like that is not this, like no. you had this genius no. <laughs> intuition. I <had laughs> this,
1: I did. I, I had this. I was like, I helped mm, you. I, I can to see. Help. I can see the future, and you know what you you know what you did is you. I had you send me a screen test, and it's legendary, and I have it still it was and a joke i sent it as a joke
2: the world was it though the you world know, needs, God, needs to you, see this You wanted the job i, I did think wanted, I... I i was parodying thomas's Jetta video where he has a <laughs> church at the beginning and church bells so yeah it started with me going Blong, and, and he, then like <laughs> pretending to be the church anyway
1: and he uh, sent me this video with his socks are way too high um and uh, uh that, that uh, wasn't
2: actually on purpose that's just how I call them
1: oh i'm sorry then um yeah, so, he,
2: yeah, so <laughs> <Cyber bully.
1: laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway he, he said i have this i have this video it will see the light of day one day i just need the, the correct like, like blackmail kind of avenue to, to 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 show the world this video it's pretty it's pretty funny actually but i was like i watched that i was like all right all right kid all right kid you got wow. it you got I'm it tough and that <laughs>
2: <laughs> you begged me you said my my channel is going down in flames that never happened i need that help never happened <laughs> no. james oh, what can
0: you do to save me yeah, yeah exactly. well
2: uh, our first video was not the answer because we, we filmed one video with a an f and this is this is jlr I'm not gonna be happy about this but we, thomas at the time had an f-type svr press car oh, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. somehow wrangled and that was before my time those are year.
1: beasts yeah and,
2: yeah and so we figured we'd do a film the two of us and it was crap because something that no one tells you and here's a bit of advice if you speak normally on camera it comes off like you're the most wooden bored person ever and it's hard to know that you have to kind of like there's there's a an elevated pers- version of yourself you have to be for camera um not not crazy amount but just just that little 10 percent extra and so we've been the whole video and then thomas never made a film on the svr so he got a free press car and jlr yeah. never got the content yeah that happened yeah. <laughs> and, then we bin- and then we did another one that we binned which was yes. uh, a hyundai Vel- uh, hyundai kona versus a mazda cx3
1: cx3 that was also hey, hey, there was there were some really good jokes in that one it just the rest of the video was crap
2: yeah well you, you have to remember the context here is that i was an unwilling participant i didn't want to be i didn't want to be on camera and i didn't want to review cars and yeah, i think yeah. and thomas said don't worry you know you'll go off talk to the camera and come back and i'll edit the 10 minutes down to three you know and 48 minutes later, I came back having just yeah. mumbled, I don't know what happened, but we've been, we actually released that video. It
1: was a lot of editing. And
2: then we were so embarrassed yeah. about it and it got 30,000 views or something and we just deleted it. Uh, which wasn't bad, all things considered. I mean, like, yeah, that,
0: that doesn't sound bad at all.
2: Yeah. I mean, that, no, that, but then the next one we kept, that was the, which is the Hyundai Kona electric, uh, which was our first.
1: Yes. Yes. The, the Kona electric and the, uh, In California. Uh, it was the other one the cone electric and the hyundai
2: nexo nexo and that yeah, was a bit cheeky him. as well because that was a, a launch in california mm-hmm. and i wasn't strictly uh you know we, thomas hadn't got throttle house to the point where invitations were acceptable
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh for sorry two invitations were acceptable he was only right. worth one seat on a plane <laughs> and one hotel room so what i did is i actually went uh we, we finangled it with uh addy at double clutch and i went as, as a, a freelancer. Double clutch freelancer yeah. nice yeah and so i actually did write two articles you did write an,
1: you, you did write an article i'm yeah. a
2: published author now um, <laughs> is that so on, Addy, on double clutch yeah on double yeah. clutch yeah i mean Addy ripped it apart and turned it into an seo masterpiece but <laughs> all, all voice and personality was destroyed but shout, um, out, to, shout out to Addy. shout Addy. out to Addy, yeah um, but on the same trip we filmed those two videos so um i think hyundai kind of got a two for one so well,
0: no, that's yeah, nice that's funny. I didn't know that you guys were, were in with, with Addy.
1: Um, well, I I used, I used to, I used to write for Addy. I did for a year, over a year, over a year, I think. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, no, that was, that was my first kind of foray into actual journalism. It was, it was a really awesome opportunity. I just, uh, I, I also, so like I would, I would write an article on the press car and then I would also just make a little video for my channel in my spare time. So, uh, so, Addy got two for the price of one as well in that in that particular one, which was, which was, it was a great opportunity. And I, uh, it gave me a chance to kind of get a, start to grow a picture of the uh, the industry, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, well, that's a, I mean, that's a great segue into the next question in terms of automotive journalism and both your take on it, your involvement in it. And, and I guess maybe even what you feel defines it.
1: Yeah. Well, let's see. Everything we do on, so when you, when you watch a throttle house video, it's, you know, we, we goof around a lot. There's lots of jokes. There's lots of, there's, there's sketches and, and humor and we and we kind of, kind of build all that stuff in, but underneath all of that is an underlying narrative of actual journalism. We never lie about a car. We never hold anything back. We, we, we tell it exactly, we, we describe exactly what we see with the car. So kind of, you know, packaged in with, all of the fun that we like to kind of add in the video is, is uh, I don't want to say consumer advice. Cause that's not exactly always what's there, but um, we there's definitely, we're not going to lie about how a car fits in or what our opinions are on it based on all the cars that we get to drive. So in a way, yeah, we're journalists, but also maybe also not, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think, I mean, I think you are, I think there's a much broader description of um automotive journalism these days just like given the both complexity of it um but also the diversity and kind of medium like you, you know you like you said you were writing are you still writing today
1: well we write uh, we write for our own website and for instagram so like there's there's, okay. yeah. there's some some cars that we take that uh that don't we don't necessarily have a have time for a, a video on sure so we will drive the car for a week and then kind of write our impressions on in, in an instagram post or moving forward on on our website right um but it's a uh, difficult yeah.
2: question though the, the journalist thing because mm-hmm. there seems to be this vibe in this world where you are either a journalist or you're an influencer and there's like <laughs> and, I, and it just it's it's right. i don't think it's as black and white as that it's really yeah, because, not no and like for us i think you know when, when i think about whether we're journalists or not i look at the people who we hold to be our idols or the people we respect or the people we want to follow in the footsteps of And, you know, names like Chris Harris and Jason Kamisa and Randy Popes all come to mind. And all of them lean heavily towards, I think they would all call themselves journalists. So, but like, we're not, we're not proud. We're not like, it's not a thing where someone says, are you a journalist? We're not like, how dare you? You know, it's, it's (laughs) not, it's not like that. It's just like, we want to make great, we're content creators. That's the best term for us. We want to make the best possible content. Like plenty of the videos we do we know people are not not buying those cars and the people and certain, especially high value cars, the people buying them have already made that decision. So sometimes it's fun to grab a car that's as simple as a Honda Accord, which is a great car and has a huge audience and a huge following and is affordable for the masses like and hype it and be able to do fun stuff with it. So that people who have a Honda Accord at home are, you know, have a Kleenex and moisturizer next to them when they watch our videos (laughs) so that that they can confirm that they made the right purchase. Like those are fun videos to make. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Well we, it, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say sometimes it does slip into consumer advice because on that day, Thomas and I are like really getting to grips with a car, and we're like, we're either like, "Holy shit, this is good," you know, or or other times it's like, "This sucks." Like we we cannot like we couldn't live with ourselves if this got five hundred thousand views, and we said, "Yeah,
0: yeah, it's good." Yeah. It's good.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, like you know, and I'll never forget the day we filmed the M two three five i Grand Coupe where it was really a disappointing car and thomas hated it and it was one of those things where i don't think we'd ever up until that point we'd never really smack down a car because most cars are really good or yeah most cars good. nowadays are good yeah and thomas and i think it was kind of finding this new narrative because sometimes if you're negative about a car you can come off moody or grumpy or negative in the video yeah and then people say oh not your best guys and, you know you seem moody in this one sometimes it's because you just don't <laughs> like the car so it was this or, or, or,
1: the, or they'll say or they'll say like oh you must have you know it had a bad day at work because you know obviously your, your opinion of this car is tainted because you're in a bad mood today
2: yeah and we, no, we actually we haven't experienced that we but we've seen it happen on other channels yeah and so we were really careful and it was like oh god you know how do we report on this car without seeming moody and then the answer was Tell the who truth. gives a shit thomas yeah. went thomas just went ham you know he re-recorded his whole his whole review in with the with how we wanted to say it. And it came out so much more honest and organic and, and people loved it. They loved it. It was a smackdown on a car. That was a, a huge mistake. So.
1: Yeah, no, we, we, yeah, we've, we've struggled with this in the past. We've, we, we never, we never lie about a car, as I said. Right. But we definitely, um, we, we, we don't, we don't like to especially upset the buyer of a car. Right. So there, there's always, there's always a nice, we, we'd make an effort to, to at least always find a silver lining within certain cars. Some cars are genuinely garbage. Right. And that is so 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 rare that we thankfully we don't ever have to. Like, it's usually we can come to sort of some sort of a conclusion. Listen, I don't like the way this car drives, but you know what? It has the most rear seat room, so yeah. if that's what you need, this is this is the one to get. But I can't, also, I can't.
2: you know, it's there's a misconception in the industry where if you're nice to a car or or he doesn't follow the same like public train of thought, they're like, oh, they're working for the manufacturer. How much did BMW pay you? And <laughs> and really. <laughs> We don't ever sit there thinking, oh God, what will our PR rep think of this? It's always, okay, the audience loves this car and we're about to shit on it. And that we, we work for the audience like that. Those are the people we have in the front of our minds when we're saying things that are bad about a car, because either someone is about to buy it. Some people are over leveraged on cars, there's stress involved. And then we go, yeah, this is shit. We can, we can absolutely ruin someone's day. And that like, we never want to put a video out and risk ruining thousands of people's day. Like I'd rather not do it. So that's when we start to kind of like lubricate our words or figure out how we can do it and present information in a funny way. Like recently, we just, the video we put out today, actually was the, the super SUVs, which are realistically completely pointless. But people have bought them and they dream of them and they have posters of them and wallpapers of them and they spend money and they over-leverage and they don't have dinners that month because they really wanted to make that payment. And then, we, you know, we're not going to go on and say, this is absolutely shit, but instead- Because they're not, of, though. No, because they're, they're not shit, but they are <laughs> yeah. compromised. And they're so very compromised. Why yeah. say this is compromised? You'd have to be an idiot to buy it when we can do a funny bit with marshmallows in the mouth and, and show that it's just a bit too much.
0: Yeah, yeah, the marshmallow the marshmallow bit was funny. Uh, that was that was a great way to
2: put you it. You haven't seen yeah. the outtakes. That was, that was that was the most controlled, like. Uh, yeah, you rich. almost
1: threw up. You almost threw up genuinely once. Yeah, we have one clip. We're gonna it's post it to funny. Instagram.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so good.
0: I mean, there's a really interesting point that you brought up too, in terms of the transparency with your audience and the, the fact that you work for your audience. When you say that, um, maybe help everyone to understand a little bit of the, um, uh, that the relationship that you have, because sorry, the relationship you have with manufacturers, um, and, and I guess the, um, attitudinally how you, uh, you manage that with them. Because if you do want to shit on a car or you do want to say something bad to it, I'm sure in the back of your mind, you're always thinking, fuck, are they going to give me that car again next time? Am I going to be, I mean, in pre-COVID times? Am I going to be invited on that trip to Barcelona? Um, You know, how does that how does that factor into um, into what you're doing on a regular basis? And then also I've I've noticed that not all your vehicles are coming from manufacturers. A lot are coming from dealers, dealer groups, private uh, private owners. So maybe if you could just kind of explain a bit of that uh, in terms of the the overall process uh, that you go through.
1: The the, the truth is, is that it doesn't, it it doesn't affect it. We, 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 we communicate with the, with our, with our manufacturers, if we're going to say something really bad about a car um, and we, we justify it to them and they understand it's, that's just the reality of it. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. The truth is, is that we, we kind of don't hold anything back in, in, in we don't hold any concern about whether or not we're going to be invited on the next thing. And truth be told, there has been, have been situations where maybe we would have been given something and weren't as a result of (laughs) something that said, but um, that's, that's just the reality. And and the the unfortunate thing is, is that Canada doesn't necessarily have the budget that the U S does for their press fleets. Right. So, so some of the manufacturers are kind of, they're kind of stuck. They might want to be able to give us a car, for example, for a track test, but it's just not, it's just not possible right? So then we end up resorting to, uh, to owner cars, right? Um, we, just, we just have to go to great, great, great lengths by we, I mean, uh, James and Greg, uh, our, our guy who maybe we'll talk about a bit later, who mm-hmm. would go to great lengths to, to source cars that are exactly how they would come from the manufacturer. They have to be absolutely stock. They have to be on fresh versions of the tires that the cars come on. Because I, so in, in other words, we're doing a lot of legwork, to make it appear as though we have immediate access to all cars (laughs) so that we can put them on the drag strip, whatever, right?
0: It comes off, it comes off really well. And, and, and I applaud you for it because, you know, channels like yours and your point of view wouldn't exist in a credible way if you were kind of beholden to manufacturers and in every possible capacity where every review is a great review. I mean, I know you said every car is generally good these days, Mm. but there are certainly better cars than others. And and I love how you are able to position them against each other to really show that. And I think that's an honest way for consumers to be able to look if they're doing reviews or if they're comparing something. And and the levels and trim levels and models that you are including in your in your videos, I think are a really great representation of how most consumers are searching and shopping right now.
1: And 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 one of the things is that we 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 don't like cars that are compromise that's usually our biggest issue like whatever the whatever the car says on the box that and whatever the manufacturer markets it as and what it's supposed to be used for if it doesn't accomplish that task that's when we have an issue with it
0: okay basically. so that it's interesting because you said compromise before when you're talking about the super suvs yes um and so that's what you mean is that um actually no i'll let you explain it again so when you say compromised
2: um define that for everyone go, listening go ahead james just like you know, when well specifically to the SUVs, is you know they've they've got so far towards performance that they actually fail to function as SUVs. They uh, stop being comfortable, okay, yeah. cushy cars. Like the X5 M Competition does not stay in a straight line on the highway. You are constantly correcting the steering, and for a two-hour or three-hour drive that we did, it's like your hand hurts by the end, and the the ride is terrible, and. It, it it's like it's trying to be a sports car so much that it's actually failing at everything.
0: Right. Right. All because everyone loves to ride at a higher height and then a higher height <laughs> yeah, exactly. a higher height yeah, and then a higher sure. height, and then we're all driving towers on wheels instead. Yeah, I can
2: get over that. I can get over the height thing because you want like the first of all, the roads in Toronto are terrible. The, you know the ability mm-hmm. to be able to see a pothole or see a curb and know that it's not going to cause an impact. Like, you know, I have a lowered Miata. Everything, everything is scary to me. <laughs> yes, you know? right. Um, so I get the I get the the clearance thing, but just like from an expense, I just I wish all SUVs were chasing luxury instead of speed because the luxury SUVs are always the best things ever.
1: They are, yeah, and some of them can be. Like, it's not the thing is, is that you don't have to compromise luxury that much to get performance. There are many SUVs out there that. Do a fantastic job of well, being... even
2: just the lower trims, right? The X5 50i is a 4.4 yeah. liter turbocharged V8, yeah. and that's it's plenty. So, it's so yeah. comfortable and cushy. And then for like what 60 grand more, you can have an uncomfortable ride. You can it ruin
1: the suspension. Yeah, that doesn't make any yeah. sense. But yeah. you
2: get to tell your friends you have an X5 M. I don't well, know. I don't get it.
0: I was gonna say it looks great rolling up at the country club. That's, that's yeah. It. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So as we're talking about um as we're talking about all of these different vehicles and and Thomas you alluded to it it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort and if you're not getting them from the manufacturers and we're not in a huge marketplace like the US that have these enormous fleets that are robust and you know have 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 a huge staff that are manning them and able to distribute them they deliver them to you in most cases in Canada so now what does your team look like? What does the Throttle House team look like Um, to be able to help you kind of make all of these videos come together? Well, I mean, more than videos. The entire productions come together.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, up until... Uh, what was at the beginning of last year it was this just year, James this year oh sorry yeah right at the beginning of this year it was just james and i we wow. did we did everything right you know, i i did the shooting and editing james did the organizing and planning and the the, the pre basically he did the pre-production i did the post-production Yeah. Um, um and then we hired a, a camera operator slash editor carson who's a legend. And uh, then we, uh, 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 we hired Harrison, who now does sound and, and drives the camera car. And, and now we have Greg, who's helping James on James's end with, uh, with pre production planning and stuff, right? And that's it. That's the team. Nice. Uh, so there's how
2: many? That's one, two. There's four full timers, one part timer. There you go.
0: That's phenomenal. That that's, that's, to me signals a pretty big evolution in, in uh, Throttle House as a, as a business, I would imagine, as well
2: yeah well, it's, it's we consider ourselves really lucky because obviously a lot of businesses get to the point where they need help but they haven't got the revenue to be able to support it yeah so like it's so amazing that we can actually afford to pay people to help us and you know we're not putting out our hair finding the picking up pennies to pay them so
0: totally that's pretty it's pretty dreamy I mean and congratulations guys honestly and yeah, especially you. in I, I know that it's more than two years in the making, but um at the uh at the rate that you've you've grown and i i you know you may be um bashful about it, but that the fame that you've achieved on the internet, um, which is kind of everything, you know, when we say the internet now, it's not like, oh, they're just like famous on the internet. They're yeah. famous, famous now. And and I would say that in, in, you know, your celebrity status in the automotive circle is, is real now. Um, and, and that that is attributed to your fans and those audiences. And so when we talk about those audiences, where are you seeing the predominant or the lion's share of your audiences, your audience coming from? Geographically,
1: the, the the US predominantly.
2: Yeah, we're, we're 60, 60% North America, 10% of that's sorry, not 10% of the 60. So not 10%, like <laughs> <laughs> 10% <laughs> of the far. 60. Okay, Math let me go back far. one step 50% US, 10% Canadian.
1: Right. There you go. Yeah. And then the rest is Europe. Uh, there's a lot in Germany, England, Australia. The big yeah, a lot ones. of the
2: English-speaking countries, and then
1: uh and then India uh,
2: depends in on the America. cars, though.
1: Like, if you it do a Mercedes,
2: yeah, if you do a Mercedes, you get a lot of like India and all those countries yeah, around East Asia.
1: Cars there, um but and if but, you do yeah, a
2: Mustang, you just get America. You
1: obviously, <laughs> you just get. Well, if the cars only sold <laughs> in the country, then you, well, actually, yeah. Well, you know, the mustang sold in the UK now. It
2: is, yeah, it? yeah that's true.
1: Yeah. Roy Roy Reed has one.
2: <laughs> does <laughs> that's he? True. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. One idiot.
1: <laughs> no, no. we will fire that no, conversation he's got, a G, he's got a gt obviously you come that's on. not obvious in england <laughs> yes, it like,
2: is. A, a naturally aspirated va in england is a nightmare because the insurance is probably nuts
1: well he, i would imagine old, so You just, just paid for it i think it's yellow i think it's he's got a yellow Mustang. yeah uh, all right okay pretty, before pretty...
0: we start going backwards to learn a little bit more about both of you as my my son is now entered into I, i'm like in my Attic is where I'm I'm recording from right now. He's now come in, so we'll probably hear him in the background a bit. Um, Magnus is a big car fan. He's just he's six and he's more and more into it every day, which makes me so happy. Awesome. Um, Okay, so uh, before we go backwards in time for both of you um, on the channel for Throttle House, most popular videos. What what is like generally as a, you know, I want to say you have multiple genres or multiple styles and formats within your show. What what is um what what is I guess driving the most views?
2: Probably the old versus new series? James. Um I did. we do some pretty controversial track tests.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's probably <laughs> I would say that the track tests are probably like the well the the, the ones that seem to uh, garner the most interest of the combination of the drag race and the lap times, right? Um, And yeah, I'd say those are probably the ones that are are, are getting the the most interest and then shortly trailing behind that is the old versus new series people seem to they really like to see the old one compared to the new one and it's fun for us too obviously right
0: yeah that's got to yeah. be that one is that one is definitely my personal favourite favorite is seeing the old versus new and i think we're collectively i don't know how old you guys are but i think we're probably in the same kind of range mm-hmm. is that we've been around for long enough to see a few generations of all of these now yes. and yes. and then also sought after ones that were you know when we were in our teens or before that looking at um okay cool So that actually is a good segue into going back in time. I do this with all of my guests. And so I want to start at the beginning for each of you Mm. to understand what it was that really inspired you. What was it that drove the passion for automotive? Because all of us and I find all of the guests I've had on this show, a lot of my friends and a lot of the people I hold very close and near and dear to me have this passion and there's a spark. There's a there is a genuine fire that burns in all of us. It keeps us, you know, so driven. And I'm using so many hilarious, um, hilarious analogies here, but um, what was it that got you into cars? Like what was it that inspired or hooked you? And uh, we can spend some time on that independently. And then I've got a kind of rapid fire for you after.
1: Uh, go ahead, James. Go
2: ahead. Mine's a simpler one. Um, it's a simpler flavor of enthusiasm, which is I was never into racing. I was never really into supercars. I didn't read magazines when I was a kid. But when I turned 17, which in England is the time you can learn to drive the liberation and freedom that driving gave me was like nothing I'd ever experienced. And I realized I wanted to upgrade that experience further. And you know, you go from like, you know, not to say that a, a hatchback, you know, from 2006, wasn't bad. It was great. I love my little hatchback, my 1.2 liter voxel Corsa. Um, but, uh just like i was just like i would like this to be better and i and so it, you know it, it was one of those like this is motivating me to work hard and it was a little bit material but it was just i love driving so much and then you know you go suddenly you're renting a mustang on a vegas holiday and you're feeling how how liberating that can be you know from driving around the neighborhood in england to suddenly being in the in like on, on the hoover dam in a convertible mustang spending all the money you earned on that one week rental <laughs> like those moments to me those moments of freedom and, and feeling amazing like that was what i liked and every time i get a different car i get a different flavor of it so um, yeah unfortunately it's a bit of a boring story for me because it doesn't there's no layered like my dad was a race car driver or i always, <laughs> I always watched them on the this on the, and you know it's not that it's just to me, driving equals freedom, and I wanted to keep increasing that feeling.
0: You mean your your dad was not named Horacio, and he didn't have a company called Pagani? That no, you just, his like, name is into? Simon,
2: nope. and he's a lawyer, <laughs> and he's boring. <laughs> he has he has good tasting cars. He has great. What, he didn't he have an Alpina? He had a, he had an oh, E46. Nice. Yeah, E46 Alpina B3. Wow. That's cra- That's a crazy cool car. I was young. Such I was a young club. when he had it, and I didn't I didn't care for it. You know, he was like meh. Yeah. Well, he had a he had a blue three thirty before that, and then he came yeah. home one day in the Alpina, and no one noticed. <laughs> no one in the whole family realized the car had changed.
1: Oh my, God, that's amazing.
0: So, oh. that is, that's kind of cool. That's a sign of someone with great
1: taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my, my my story is 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 much is actually similar in a way. The more I think about it, I, I've been asked this question a few times now, and the more I kind of dig into my memory, the more I get a little bit kind of stronger of a of a, of a story for it. And I, and I realized that like, I was, in a way I was always into cars, uh, but more like passing. I was never obsessed with them growing up. Right. You know, I had, I had Lamborghini models and I had, you know, I, I enjoyed cars. I always would point out a Corvette or a Mustang going by. Right. But then I realized that I had a job uh, in university kind of era where I had a lot of free time to sit there and read. And I just happened to start reading a lot about cars, how they, you know, engines and stuff like that. And, and, and it kind of really got me, got me interested in it. And then I, I had a, a passenger ride in a friend's uh, BMW, what was it? It was a 328i. I think it was, a, it was an E90 Gen. I mean, no, maybe it was an E46 Gen. So it wouldn't have been a three, yeah, 328. And, and he went around a roundabout really, really quickly. And there was just this moment of like, oh, my God, I did not know a car could do that and this wasn't a, like a, a ultra special car but mm-hmm. that, it, from that moment i was like what on earth like i i would only ever driven around in my own cars It didn't really know what i was doing and that kind of like kind of sparked an interest in the in the world of driving fast as opposed to cars themselves so like from from that moment it was like full on obsession with not necessarily with racing per se but just with driving really really fast so I got involved in track driving, and, and you know I started modifying my own cars, and you know learning how to drive basically, and that was that was what that was kind of what really got me interested in cars. And I think to speak to James I I think I agree. I kind of always enjoyed experiencing a different flavor of that, realizing that a different type of car can give you a, a completely different driving experience. And once you get the first taste of that, you 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 absolutely are addicted. Once you realize that this one makes this noise and drives this way, and this one has this type of gear selector, and and this one's rear wheel drive and front wheel drive, and all way. like when you realize there's so many different versions of performance, you're, it's immediately addictive. And you it's, just, like you, it, yeah, you just, it's like a song. Yeah. It's like the
2: first time you hear a song and you're on the best holiday of your life, and you're like, you always associate that song with that holiday in that moment. Like the cars yes. are the same. You know, like my yeah. dad's E46 Alpina B3, he like, I, I don't know, my dad. No, I'm not going to ask him on a podcast, but let's just say my brother was (laughs) the favorite son. And there was a moment where my dad, my dad chose to give me some attention and it was in his uh, B3 Alpina. And he was like, listen to this song. And he played me uh, band on the run by Wings. Nice. And I I will never forget that moment. And I was very young and it was like, wow, B3 Alpina will always be band on the run. And you know, it's those moments where, same with the Mustang and you associate it with the Vegas rental. I don't know. It's nice.
0: Was it with the windows down and your your hair was flowing in the wind and yeah it all felt like yeah it, yeah, it was like way it, too
2: bustery and you end up putting the roof up for the highway because the dream is is not real like, <laughs> like you're like oh my god this sucks because I've been on the highway for five hours with the roof down <laughs> my brother next to me is like what <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: well it obviously didn't hinder you enough if you're an, if you're a Miata owner I mean
1: hey you're used no, to it. I love now. it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, he arrives at my house with his hair standing on end going, oh, I'm
2: really tired now. <laughs> it's, it's he's got he's got fight it. with the
0: highway for two hours.
2: Oh yeah, it's loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't do any more actually. I'm I'm roof up on the highway these days. Oh, you, we do we do too much driving these days, right? It's it's yeah, yeah you can't. <laughs>
0: I, I totally hear you. I'm I'm also I just I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a convertible guy. Um uh but I think that for me is which I'm sure you both both appreciate is like the Ideas of torsional rigidity and, and driving enjoyment for me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's just not my thing. Anyways, I won't belabor <laughs> that. Um, okay, first car you owned. Rapid fire for both of you.
1: Go ahead, James. Uh,
2: voxel Corsa.
0: Vauxhall Corsa. Yeah,
2: nice. it's, it's basically it's a hatchback, 1.2 liter. I think it I think it has 80 horsepower. Um, manual. Every car in England's manual, basically. Every car you start with is manual.
1: Right. Mine was a mine was a hand me down for my dad. Pontiac Bonneville SSEI
0: whoa nice yeah, the bonneville yeah. yes <laughs>
1: supercharged v6 <laughs> that's
0: awesome i had mine was a dodge shadow 93 no nice. sorry 93 91 i can't even remember now cool. it was maroon with a white and red racing stripe <laughs> it
1: was <maroon>. phenomenal phenomenal <laughs> car in color and was white with gold wheels that's pretty cool
0: Woo! nice yeah, hey that's nice. a that's a great bonneville color combo yeah that's right okay um did either of you or well i mean i kind of know the answer here but um first time you started tinkering with a car um mm. or did you tinker at all were you into it
1: um a couple of days answer, ago my answer i took off the number plate that was your first. <laughs> i was going to say my answer to this is going to be a lot longer than James's. all right you know i have a real answer
2: <laughs> it's really short so i'll just do it okay um, go ahead i changed the exhaust on my miata and the stock exhaust, and I didn't wear gloves. And the stock exhaust is incredibly sharp, <laughs> so I sliced my hand open. And it didn't hurt that much, but it kept it bled for like two hours. And then I realized I hadn't had a tetanus shot in twelve years, and you need one every ten years. So I managed to get the aftermarket exhaust on, and then the next day I had to go to the doctor and get a tetanus shot.
0: Oh my it's, god! Was it during COVID or pre-COVID? No, this was oh, this is years two ago. years ago. Okay, okay. Uh,
2: yeah, my mine's
1: mine's very much more involved. I I started like working on cars so that I was able to. Afford for them like you, you you cannot buy a two hundred thousand kilometer 15 year old bmw and pay someone to work on it you will be broke yeah. in like one day so I, I i had to i had no choice um and I, but i started before that changing tires and doing some brakes and some you know changing my own oil on i had a saab before that and a, a nissan before that which i did some of my own work on but but no i, I really started getting into it when I started modifying the car for for track driving so I yeah that's where I learned so since then I mean well I have a that car's gone but I have a a black e46 330 race car which uh, we're gonna be doing some racing with next season and and I think I think every single part on that car has come off and gone back on by my hand at some (laughs) point so like down, down to every part of the subframe so yeah so, yeah, I've, I, I, the only thing I haven't really ventured into is uh, engine building, right? Like the most I've done is uh, some top end stuff, you know, seals and head gaskets and stuff, but I've never done any, any actual bottom, bottom end engine building. And that's, uh, that's next on the list. As soon as I get a chance or I have an engine that needs to be rebuilt, I'm not going to <laughs> force myself to do that unless I have to. The, the next one's probably my S54 and my, and my M3. I feel like that's coming up real soon.
0: I've heard I've heard that, that happens with those. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when they're
1: at as many uh as many kilometers as mine is and they are consuming as much oil as mine is. It's so, a good yeah. sign. It's, mm-hmm. a good mm-hmm. sign. it's a good ex- sign. It's always a good sign. Good
0: sign. We will have to stay very uh <clears throat> very well informed on that story as it <laughs> yeah, I'm be sure on it, Instagram. <laughs> I'm sure it will be there. I'm sure yeah. it will be there. Um uh I, didn't I see a didn't I see a post um of about a there was a fire extinguisher incident recently
1: oh god yeah okay (laughs) so i partially blame james for this (laughs) it it is though it is though Because i got blamed by my girlfriend for this yeah okay so we we went we did a uh for our million subscriber special we did a my m3 versus james's miata a drag race Mm -hmm. right and it was a super fun day and as a joke James had a fire extinguisher that he was going to, because that M3, since I bought it, has been nothing really but problems. That's not necessarily the fault of that car. It's just what they do. It's, it's inherent in the design that everything breaks. So uh, yeah, it, it smokes. And, and the, that was the fifth time we tried to make that video happen because I kept having a valve cover gasket leaking, which was dumping oil on the oh, exhaust wow. manifold. And that was like the fifth time I'd reseated that valve cover gasket. So anyway, so he ended a fire extinguisher. He made a joke of it give it to me. And then I, and I put it in the car jokingly that I was going to need it. And I put it in the back seat and uh, I forgot about it. And uh, I drove the car around for the next, like, well, I don't know, weeks and uh, maybe even a month. And uh, the, the the pin worked. It, I didn't know this is a thing that could happen. The pin worked its way out. That's That seems like a design flaw to me. It, absolutely. Well, I, I think you say that, but then you're going to come to a moment when you need that pin out and you yeah. want it to come out now, right? <laughs> so, so, so maybe it's good that it comes out easily. I don't know. Anyway, it worked its way out. And then I went around. It was sitting in the back seat. There's a roll bar back there. Uh, so the back seats aren't usable. It's sitting in the back seat. I totally forgot it was there. And I went around a, a left-handed corner at a pretty like, decent speed. I wasn't going too fast. I wasn't really speeding. But it was enough to swing the fire extinguisher side. It, like, swung sideways on the seat. And it literally wedged itself against the roll bar <laughs> with the handle. It wedged open, so so I heard this noise whoosh, noise, and I was like, "Oh my god, what, what is that? Did I just blow a tire?" And then, like as I was driving around the corner, I was like enveloped by this yellow mist, and I was like. I started tasting it. I'm like, what is that? The true color of the car under the wrap was trying to return. (laughs) Yeah, the true yellow. And so, so I looked. I looked back, and I, I I didn't, I didn't see anything when I looked back. I just saw a a cloud of yellow fire. It's, it's like a powder. It wasn't one of the wet ones, I guess. it's like like a powder. And you can put. I think those ones put out electrical fire. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, there was no fire to put out. Uh, Yeah. It just (laughs) decided to to practice. I was just your rage afterwards. Oh my God. It just, I cannot describe to you the volume of fire extinguisher material that can come out of a fire extinguisher in 30 seconds. So it, it just completely filled the car in the back seat and it went everywhere at every nook and cranny. I pulled over and it got, jumped out of the car. The, the top was open, thankfully, but it didn't matter. There was enough like, you know, cocoon of air pressure to keep all of the stuff in. So I pulled the fire extinguisher out and pulled the pin off and then I had to have someone come detail the car because I, like, I tried vacuuming it for like thirty minutes in my. driveway. Yeah, he took the whole day, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. When when he came, he, he 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 took him like five out six hours to clean the car. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, it was. Oh The car is the cleanest it's ever been. Now, though, I'll say that. But yeah.
0: Well done, James. Well done.
1: Yeah. yeah. Thanks, James. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I got in trouble because apparently that was the. I, like, I got James is that one from underneath the sink
0: I,
1: I, I oh, no.
2: Like, no. Like, no it's not but you put <laughs> you put you put our home at risk
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, poor Thomas yeah yeah so that, that's how that went down that's the full I'm story it's
0: right? yeah, amazing and I think yeah if anyone and, and well whomever is following you on Instagram if they don't they should and uh, check it out because there are some pretty funny photos mm-hmm. there that uh, that definitely yeah. piqued my interest. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, what was the cool car that everyone had to have when you were both in high school? And I love this question because it is very telling of where you grew up and the people yeah. that were
1: around you. We're going to have very different answers. It, well, yeah.
2: England is different because yeah. in England, until you're like 25, you can only get insured on small engines yeah so everyone just had pretty much everyone had either a volkswagen polo a Renault clio a Vauxhall corsa or that was pretty much it and then the wealthiest kids if they you could get the the one series hatchback and i think in like a it was either like a 120 or a 128 i and that the wealthiest kids had either that uh oh there's some suzuki swifts um and some yeah. minis if you're if you're wealthy you had the mini the fiat 500 or right. the uh or the that was or the bmw one series was about as fancy as they got thomas yeah, what I, about
0: you
1: I, well i grew up in like it's not really a smaller town but it's it's like no, it's it, it's a not toronto southern ontario city brantford is where i grew up so okay I mean, yeah yeah it was, Shit it, up. Was, it was shut up yeah no it's not <laughs> um so mustangs it was mustangs yeah like five liter mustangs yeah yeah someone had one it would come up and it would rumble and everyone go. and you know (laughs) at that point i didn't really think it was that cool to be perfectly honest right i was just like idiot so much fuel he's using like so that's that's kind of where my brain was at in high school i mean i i secretly thought they were cool but i mean if i was standing beside a girl obviously you're like wait Wait, that idiot that's not (laughs) that's not a cool thing to do she's like no it's not um uh, yeah yeah and then so, she
0: got in the passenger side
1: immediately it. yeah so that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's it was mustangs and corvettes so no one could afford a corvette in high school so it's you know someone would have a like a, a crappy what, what was that generation of mustang i just i'm not a big fan of it the, the, the one
0: like post fox body
1: yes yes uh, yeah that was not a good looking not a good yeah, looking one.
0: um i mean we all forget the name of it but that's can't for a reason the <laughs> of it.
1: yeah you, you know you don't talking about though right
0: yeah, no we don't yeah
1: but before 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 the before the front end got a little bit uh, more classic looking and vertical yeah anyway so yeah it was that generation and it was probably a cheap one and whatever it was
2: yeah no I, I
0: hear i hear that that was that was very much the sign of my times i mean my my town i grew up 30 kilometers outside of my town and it only had six thousand people in it so
1: uh it was <laughs> it was a small town yeah well was, welcome
2: this is the internet it's
1: cool
0: i'm not joking when i say that i did not have cable tv until i was 16 years old uh, i had three channels on a little rotary dial that adjusted my antenna above my home and and i got whatever was out there which was basically tvo and cbc
2: that's yeah that's it but Dan an honest make upbringing. A fire in a field, right? And, Mine you know, was similar, actually. I didn't have table. My Food. parents, my parents were just against it. So I had channels one to five. Wow. Yeah. I got PlayStation
0: hey. 1. Hey, look where we are today, James. Look where we are today. <laughs> we made it. We made <laughs> it. Yeah. We're talking on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I'm gonna move through uh, a bunch of these um that we have. We have a we have a bunch of stuff to talk about still, but I know we don't want to make this a 6-hour show. So we're I am going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick some of the the choice questions here um that I think everybody's going to be really interested in. Um the first is being just I mean COVID. This has never been a topic on the show ever before. I mean, we've never I've never lived through a global pandemic. So <laughs> yes, right um that being said, what have you learned or or what have you observed during this pandemic i mean as a as i'm saying automotive journalists and content creators um i I will not call you influencers i know that that's like a dirty word um (laughs) also also i don't think you fit the bill for it um and that's not an offensive thing um (laughs) the the idea of of what's happened to us globally and the amount of content we have consumed like i'm done i'm through netflix there isn't any more on netflix now yeah i i I have i've seen it all um and i have i i've witnessed quite an interesting boom in youtube content especially the content that i love in the automotive space and so you being both at the forefront of that what are you observing like what are you seeing in terms of either uh trends highs lows i mean is there any innovation that it's driven i mean generally what are, what are you thinking about it what have you seen
1: um we've we've had to get creative with 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 what cars we choose and how we make content with them. Because I mean, a lot of the cars that we're going to be here by now weren't are not right. Right. So we we've actually been kind of limited, like uh, there's been some uh, channels or uh, creators that have absolutely boomed in COVID, like any of the workout channels or the cooking channels, right. right. People are stuck at home. Like they've exploded. We had to pivot. Right. Cause right, right at the beginning we were stuck at home. We we were in full lockdown, right. Like, like most people were.
2: We're also, so, we're also in a difficult position where, you know like look at people like Doug DeMuro who he's in a sunny place all year round and his <laughs> yeah. production like he, you know he's very proud of it and it's 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 definitely a part of why his business is working so well is that he has very low input to very high output yeah um, we've gone the other way and so covid has made it very difficult for us where you know we want to do high production pieces and we want to do certain cars like some of our best stuff like we i I love you know I'm sure Thomas does as well but like just going to California and making really special content, whether it means that we are in a poorly disguised police car, dressed up as criminals out on a Canyon road, like knowing that if we got caught, we probably would have had some trouble. Um, And the juice was definitely not worth the squeeze on that one. Um, (laughs) But like driving Lambos in the canyons and, and Rolls Royces and, and kind of having these like dream trips on our, on our own dime. And that's where I think one of our X factors, which is, We'll spend like our, our goal, we are not we've, we're not revenue focused at all or rev- revenue oriented. If the revenue is there brilliant, we'll use it to hire and make more cool stuff happen. So we're content focused and enjoyment focused. So we, you know, for Thomas, um, the Randy Pope's Jason Camisa three car Willow Springs trip, like he would, he would have paid like everything in his <laughs> yeah. bank account to do that trip. To
1: do that, yeah. You know, rather than, yeah. but
2: the fact that we got to do it as a production was amazing. So all of that stuff yeah. has just disappeared as a result of COVID. And that's really disappointing. Um, and, and it's not like, as I said, you know, going back to Doug DeMuro, we didn't have content stockpiled. We're always operating like three days ahead. Like we have content for the next week. That's it. That's right, so, really true. Yeah. yeah, so it was kind of scary. Whereas like, I remember Doug announcing when COVID hit that he had like 27 videos in the bank ready to go. <laughs> And it was like, oh god, okay. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: and the same is true right now. We have content until next Wednesday, and we're done. So um, it's been tough. It's, I said to Thomas, "We are salmon. You know, it's all upstream." Yeah, yeah, it's
1: true, yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, Doug. Oh my god, his his whole shtick. I mean, talk about he's he's found a way to make this very successful for himself, hasn't he?
2: Yeah. Has, yeah. But I mean, we're not we're not far behind. You know, there was a time where he was com- seemed like in a completely different league. And I and I think if you look at kind of like the per video views and the exposure, we're not far off. We're not far off.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Watching watching you guys grow at the pace you've grown at is just so awesome. And I I continually I mean, you guys are the are, are among about three other Uh, Content creators that I continually refer to in my circle of work in my my day job um, that I'm so proud to know are Canadian creators as well. When I think you face a lot more challenges than your American counterparts or your American peers. That have way more access and incredible weather all the time, and all of these yeah. things that they're not the fighting against on a regular yeah. basis. So, yeah. Well, they, kudos. Could, they
2: could road trip to all the all the things right now, all the opportunities in the states. They've done. There's been so many drives and press cars over there, and we're just watching right. it happen from up here. Yeah, and then, right. Like right now, our our biggest problem today, and which we worked on all day, is that we have really awesome stuff in mind for the next month. Yeah, just this small smattering of snow has put all, almost all of it in jeopardy. Right. So
0: yeah, no, I, I hear that. Um it's interesting. I mean, as as you're talking about it, I'm trying to picture what you know, what does 2021 look like? Like we, we know that there is a vaccine on the way. There, mm-hmm. you know, the CDC had announced that um when this by the time this episode airs, hopefully there's gonna be major news in market. Um, but um things are going to be changing. So knowing that that is is happening, what does 2021 look like for Throttle House? You know, can what's the ideal state? What are your plans? What's the is there an evolution to the show? There doesn't have to be, but um I'm curious to know what your plans are.
1: Uh yeah. Oh well, our our plans are what more of the same is not the right word but it's not. We're always trying to do something different and new.
2: Well, the good, the good news is, each is the cause change, right?
1: Exactly. So, yeah. I yeah.
2: like I'd like to prove the model i'd like to prove that the employees we have now are part of an amazing a team which i believe they are and as soon as we can get back to the adventures i'd love for like everyone involved to just go home every day and be like god damn my job's awesome <laughs> and i want them to do that for at least you know 2021 is not that far away so that's no, not. not it's not huge big picture big picture uh big picture thinking I just, it would just be nice to be able to prove the model and have the adventures that we missed out on this year. Like a revenge year on, on, on fun. Like it's Basically. time for, for fun. Yeah. A revenge
0: yeah. year on fun. I like yeah, that. fun
2: was ripped from us. And yeah. I, like 2020 was a year of witnessing worldwide the most ridiculous levels of human stupidity. And I, <laughs> I just, I want, I want some faith to be restored. Please. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm with you on it. I'm with you on it. Okay. So knowing what, what you're going to, you know, what you're going to, embark upon for 2021 there are a lot of people listening to this show and i know that through a lot of the comments that i get pretty much they're all direct emails that come to me from people who listen to the show and there are a lot who are kind of budding journalists and content creators and filmmakers themselves Mm. and if you were able to give them any advice kind of diving into this space what would you what, what advice would you give them would you guide them into certain things and away from others? Um, I, I'm so interested to know what your perspective is there.
1: It's it's a difficult one because James and I wear many hats, right? That's that's kind of the 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 challenge that I feel. A, a, a lot of people can be really 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 good at at one thing, but that one thing it, in it in and of itself is not enough to grow a massive YouTube channel or grow a massive website, right? So it, it's I think. Selecting the right partnerships is one of the most Im- important things that you can do. Right, like like d- me joining with James was probably the best decision I've ever made. Um, you know, I, I,
0: I, <laughs> Take a minute. Take a minute to absorb. Anyway, that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Dab, <laughs> dab your eyes. If you hit something, calm down. <laughs> down. Calm down. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> don't worry there, there's some sort of a deprecating comment coming i'm sure okay. but, yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah yeah so 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 basically uh, it's it's just a matter of, of of finding finding a team it doesn't have to be a team just be friends that that, that complement your skill set mm-hmm. right like i like james can't operate a camera um there it is see um, <laughs> <laughs> that was it that was we were waiting that was, for that. that was that was the comment i have
2: a booming uh, tiktok account that proves you wrong <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll direct but, you all to that in a minute
2: yeah yeah
1: exactly um but yeah but, but 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 i could so between what i could do and what he could do we are what we are and then we can kind of like spread the skill set out to our employees now right so it, when it when it comes down to it, let's just say specifically doing what we do if someone wants to do that honestly the best thing that you can do is grab a camera learn how to use it really really well and practice talking at it that's really it i mean and build your knowledge of cars obviously if you're looking at the car world but for any any form of youtube that's really the truth get good with it's, cameras it's very
2: very hard work though it's, it's very hard very, even very even hard creators hard. like we like we work very very hard to make it so that we appear on camera having the best time ever. And we do have a great time, but mm-hmm. to appear to have the best time, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. And any, my advice would be any creator you see, whether it's in car world or vlog world, and you see them living their best life, like they're working hard. You know, even people yeah. that have lost certain respects in the industries, like, like, like Vehicle Virgins was a huge name in the car world. And for all his flaws in the story, his story, like he's a really hard worker. Like he's really mm-hmm. put the time in, but making it yep. look like he's just living this supercar dream life. Like it's a really like prepare to make huge sacrifices. Every every hour that you can work, you work. Yeah, That's it's unfortunate. It, it becomes a curse that everything you put in, it gives you something back because yep. then, uh, yeah.
1: Exactly. Well, and
0: and and maybe we 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 spend a couple of seconds of just talking about the pace, the pace and the demand for your content. And how that meshes with the algorithms throughout YouTube and monetization. I know it's a super hot topic for any for any creator, and I don't expect you to divulge any uh, any really uh, private information about it. But mm-hmm. when you talk about you know you've got content until next Wednesday essentially. And then, mm-hmm. but the demand is still there. And so do you see significant drops then when you, when you don't have content in market or you aren't posting on every Wednesday? I, I actually, I should know this, but I, I don't know what your drop dates are. Um, what are you seeing um, that that drives that uh, up or down or kind of keeps you, I don't even want to say honest, but keeps you uh, continually on your grind to, to, mm-hmm. to put out new content and, and create new content?
2: I think we're an open book, so like it's not, there's no secrets. We don't even, like we drop, tend to drop on Wednesdays and Sundays, um, which we originally picked so that we wouldn't step on anyone else's toes. And like, we try to look at the other guys who are in the similar industry, although we've learned that it doesn't really matter. When you zoom out, it doesn't affect anything. But right. uh, the, the real answer to that is that YouTube is a great platform and it's a meritocracy. And if you make a good piece of content, whether you drop it at 1am on a Monday or 6pm on a Sunday, um, wow, those. Hours were not far apart. I probably could have chosen something <laughs> <new>. <laughs> Just so, so, so Monday to Sunday. So basically, yeah, yeah if you don't drop, yeah, so Sunday afternoon. Right? Yeah, um, it's it, it will YouTube will give it the light of day. And if it's a good piece of content.
1: Then yeah. And, it, it. and
2: YouTube looks at two metrics more important than anything. More important than comments, more important than likes. They want you to is, is it something people want to watch? And when they watch it, do they stay on it? That's it. Right. That's all it comes it, down to.
0: Yeah, view through, view through rates are, yeah.
1: are king. Yeah, yeah. People, people tend to overcomplicate it. Honestly, we, we just basically spend the most, the bulk of what Throttle House is, is, is coming up with and creating the best possible content that we are physically capable of at any given time.
2: Yeah, by the, time we, by the time we finish filming the car that day, most of it's been done. Most of the hard work has been done but yeah. that's just easy for me to say because i don't you don't do any post-production <laughs> i just yeah. i just cracked the whip at the end i'm like well, how's that video come along uh, yeah. yeah Carson yeah. has a thing to say about that one yeah He's thomas not, is yeah. thomas yeah. Is
0: with the the monitor glowing in his face at 4 a.m like no yeah. it's cool james i got this yeah <laughs> oh
1: there's been some
2: late nights that's literally
1: accurate, that's literally
2: accurate. <laughs> you, know, you know what's been a game changer is internet speed thomas used to upload and yeah. it take like four hours to upload and yeah. then i'd be able to watch it and be like oh bollocks we i've said the horsepower wrong and okay. he'd be like oh no does that is that a thing yeah and that would be 10 p.m you're like re render like, yeah. yeah 2 a.m i'll be like okay i think this is fine and it will release <laughs> at eight o'clock in the next morning now i've moved somewhere where i have 1.5 gigabit up one gigabit, or uh, one point five down, one gigabit up. so I'm flexing your internet speed. We all know it's basically it's bell fiber but they paid me a fortune to say this on the sport podcast. Um, <laughs> that's
1: definitely and, uh, not true. You're no, paying you're no, paying no, out no, the no, ass no, for that no,
2: internet. It's actually not that bad. It's not that bad. But, <laughs> um, bad. but yeah, so it's like the, the the window from an edit finishing and it being on YouTube for us to watch, or even to send to my brother saying is this garbage, is fifteen minutes now. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah, that makes it amazing. We've got a lot way. of our life back. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've
0: I've I've found the same i'm gonna flex my internet speeds about the same um nice. and uh and and not relying on on wi-fi either i mean that's huge to be able yeah. to just hardwire in to my wife's delight running a <laughs> cat seven ethernet cable basically yeah. through the house up into yeah. the attic is yeah, very exactly. cool it's very cool looking um okay last question i'm so interested to know and it's from um a few of my friends uh, the guys over at driving well awesome the guys who do radwood I've spoken oh, to nice. them quite a bit. And uh, Lane Skelton on their show on, on DWA podcast talks about, you know, stoking the fires of automotive enthusiasm. And, mm-hmm. and that's really what they are behind. I mean, I certainly feel like that's what you guys are into as well. But I'm so curious to know your perspective on on seeing and hearing from so many people who are listening to or watching your show do you feel like automotive enthusiasm is still well and alive and growing or do you see it as a diminishing kind of uh love that's
1: that's a very very difficult question right Mm -hmm. it's it's very difficult because like for us we we've seen an an increase in interest in our videos particularly but that doesn't necessarily indicate an increase in interest in actual car enthusiasm yeah but 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 i but i can say that there seem to be many, many people all around the world that are still very genuinely interested in cars, whether it's James's kind of flavor, which is just driving, or whether it's the mechanical aspects, or whether it's, you know, how to drive or whether it's just they just sometimes they just want to look at their favorite car and listen to it. So I, as far as I'm concerned, it's still there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's growing, but I, I know that we have a lot of younger viewers, which is fantastic. We got a lot of. We have a lot of. We even did a podcast with a, with a very young gentleman um, down in California. What was his name? James. Uh, you know, he can't even drive yet. He was he's, 14. He's, no he's kidding. 14, and, he's 14. and he's a huge car car enthusiast. He's got his first car already picked out. No way. Watches, uh, watches YouTube and, and, and and I can tell you, I used to be a teacher. Full disclosure, I used to be a teacher and I taught um grade seven and eight. And
2: Nico, Nico is his name. Nico, sorry. Nico, of course. Sorry, yes. he deserves a name. Nico. Yeah. And he's on the hundred percent cars podcast. And he was hundred yeah. percent
0: cars podcast. Yeah. Here we go. Nico getting a yeah. shout out. Hundred percent cars yeah, podcast. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, he he was he was a he was a really good kid. Um and as I said, cool. I was a teacher and I and I got to I got to go through a lot of classrooms Substitute. and I could Substitute teacher okay, oh, okay wait, hold, hold, hold on hold oh on. I, deep cut I, I had i had one or two long <laughs> yeah okay mr schneebly anyway so uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of kids that are still interested in cars there is a generation of enthusiasts whether or not they're going to be just obsessed with teslas or not i have no idea but there's a generation of enthusiasts coming
0: Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm banking on it. I, I, I mean, we may be relegated to the world of, you know, driving country clubs. If we want to drive someday, maybe mm-hmm. autonomy will do what, it say, what everyone says it's going to do. I don't think it will in our lifetime. Maybe oh, not until no. we're very old and gray, but um, thank you. No, I appreciate that. Um, now, knowing um, that your channels are both incredibly popular, I'm sure many of our listeners already know where to find you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, if you could... Shout out where we can find you on Instagram, on YouTube, on the web, what your accounts oh, are. Dear. Give us all the, give us all the, all the dirty details
1: this involves remembering
2: things. All right. YouTube, Charlottesville okay. house. If you basically on any medium, if you search Charlottesville house, it will come up. So, yeah. and it's, we're on Twitter, Facebook with like massive irregularity. And then <laughs> Instagram is kind of the best way we keep people up to date. Yeah. And then the YouTube is the main stuff. And, we and now it. we have extra throttle house, which is another yeah, we have a new YouTube channel.
1: YouTube channel. Go subscribe. Um, we're going to be doing some extra stuff. Yes, as it tell says.
0: us. Tell maybe. us. Can can you tell us more about what the extra uh, stuff?
1: Is? Yeah, sure. As soon as we figure out what it is. Um, no, there's <laughs> there's going to be. Uh, we, we don't know. It's going to be whatever else we just want to. Anything else we want to do. It's not going to be high production. It's going to be you know maybe you know like a kind of a vlog style thing of you know my old Mercedes that I just bought or maybe we'll just sit down and talk for an hour about fast
2: suvs and and why they bug us we hold Um, we hold the main channel to a ridiculously high standard for ourselves mm -hmm. and we're constantly asking ourselves is this is what we're about to do worthy of throttle house and the idea of the second channel is that we no longer have to ask that question right maybe some magic will come out of it when we're not you know yeah i've noticed
0: i i um i'm a huge mighty car mods fan um and follow those guys a ton and so i've noticed that they've done uh, that they've a, a lot of creators I think are 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 doing a a similar thing and um I really like the content on their side channels there there's <laughs> there's some really good stuff in there that um you know I'm not going to just like sit and immerse myself in content I don't want to watch on Netflix anymore and YouTube has really become my my focal
1: right. point. So.
2: I know my low point was I enjoy I watched and enjoyed Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I haven't haven't been there yet i haven't been there no, i tried no. the crown too slow so i'm not there I can't, yet my, I, can't,
0: <laughs> I i can't do it i can't do yeah. it my, my yeah. wife is so into it but yeah. um no guys listen thank you so so much for for t- taking the time and being on the show i look forward to being able to have you guys back as well hopefully later in this season i'd love to see where things are going and and hopefully by then we can talk about covid being a thing of the past and all of us yes. Finally, yes, having these wonderful vaccines. So, yeah, uh, this episode in will me. down in history.
2: Yeah, stick that vaccine in me wherever you want. It, where is it? Stick it in. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming. It's that was coming. The acupuncture. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the acupuncture version
0: of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, listen. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm your host, Trevor Byrne, and this has been the Bucket Seat Podcast.